I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Live Mike with Lee Lonsberry. Hey, welcome back. 120 is the time here at KSL News Radio. I'm Lee Lonsberry. You're listening to Live Mike, episode number 303. I've been told that folks in Denver, Colorado, they have this uh, uh, little gang sign looking thing they do with their, their hands, 303. Uh, anyway, if you're from Denver, you know what I'm talking about. The rest of us will just laugh at your funny hand signs. Uh, anyway, we're talking now. Oh, this is a good one. This is about, uh, you can relate to this one, I, I'm sure. Uh, this is about communication uh, here in the digital age. So think of, say, like the last 15, 20 years or so uh, since uh, text messaging has been just absolutely commonplace, since smartphones and, and you know every single individual having a cellular device in their pocket or on their hip. I, I don't put it on my hip. No, no, no. I'm not like an old geezer quite yet. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I do wear loafers now, uh, but <clears throat> I don't yet have a cell phone in a holster on my hip. Okay, I think, uh, well, anyway, I've got a few decades left before I get to that point. Anyway, in this new age, communication <clears throat> is is absolutely instant. And it has changed the way we communicate, specifically with our like partners, our spouses, our boyfriends, girlfriends. Uh, and it has also kind of developed this new question of, okay, what's the expectation? What's the expectation? I'll tell you, in my family, we don't have any hard and fast rules. Uh, if if one of us sends a note to the other, if you know, if we're if we're able, then sure, uh, we'll respond. If it's something urgent, then uh, you know, we'll we'll do what we can to get to it. Uh, my position is a little a little different. You know, from twelve thirty to three, uh, it's you and I chatting back and forth. I don't have a ton of time to uh, to be cranking out some text messages. I, I did send a few in the commercial break. So I do have time for that, uh, but my wife understands that uh, you know we're doing a live radio program here, and at least from twelve thirty to three, uh, I'm going to be pretty preoccupied. Uh, but during the morning, uh, the way the way things work, I uh, will I'll do a FaceTime call with my wife, who will bring uh, little baby Piper into view, and that's how, how we'll start our day. I, I typically take off before Piper's awake, and uh, so I'd like to see her in the morning, and, and that's how we handle that. Uh, after that, not much, not much communication, and uh, the the day typically goes on. Uh, and then after the show, maybe they'll all get a question about, uh, hey, what, what time you think you might be home? Uh, and that, you know, kind of depends uh, on the day. What type of work is uh, needs to be done after the show? Uh, but whatever, uh, mi- minimal contact is the point here. Minimal contact and a incredibly understanding expectation of things. Um, <clears throat> I think. In this job, 
since I became a, a talk show host, we have uh, far less communication during the day than uh, when I was in Washington, D.C. years ago. Uh, we'd be in contact uh, pretty constantly throughout the day. Uh, but now, you know, a little bit different. Got to focus on some different things. Uh, so that's that. That's it for me. Uh, it's a boring story. We don't have any, like, hard and fast rules in place. Uh, there are no... Uh, there are no expectations. If an hour goes by and I haven't uh, responded to the "Oh, hey, how's your day going?" Uh, I'm not in trouble when I get home. <laughs> you know, we're pretty understanding. I'm grateful to my wife uh, for for having that attitude. Uh, joining us in studio, uh, a good friend of the program and producer of the movie show on Fridays is uh, Robin Garfield. Uh, she and and her husband uh, also living in this digital age, of course, uh, and. You know, have different responsibilities that take them here and there. What's communication like uh, for you and your partner throughout the day? You know, we've joked a lot that uh, as as technology rolls on, our expectations of our partners, I think, get more and more. You know, now it's instant; everything should be instant. So for us, you know, we're yeah. on, we're not on, we don't even text anymore. We're on, to, you know, Slack and WhatsApp and all these things. Okay. And the danger with these, Lee, is in a text message. Usually, I don't know what carrier you have or what phone you have. You can't really tell if the other person's read it. Okay. With WhatsApp. There's these two little blue dots that light up if the other person has seen the message. And if they haven't responded, there's this whole drama of like, well, they read it. But wait, 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 wait. Hold on a second. So the WhatsApp, and that's what you you and your Primarily. husband use, uh-huh. WhatsApp, that will tell you if if your message sent has been read by the other party. Right. Not just not just received with their internet connection, but that they've actually seen it. Oh, it, rookie. Like, rookie. Listen, don't you know that – because that, that's a feature that you can have available to you on the iPhone – Day one, you switch that off. You don't need re- read receipts. No, that's, that's for rookies. Yeah, no. So this this is this is a little more dangerous. So there has been drama where I'll send my husband a message and then I see the little blue arrows light up and a couple hours goes by, three, four, five, six hours go by and we get home and I say, why didn't you respond to my message? Oh, I was so busy. I was in meetings. Uh. And I, I, I have to assume the best, but we've had friction. Oh. We, and we joke that it's been the oldest argument we've had is, why didn't you respond? I was working, da, 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 da. And we've talked to my siblings. I have much older siblings in, in my life, just the way my family works. And I've had... Siblings say, you know, 20 years ago, your husband or wife or whatever would go to work at 8 a.m. They'd go to work all day. They'd get home at 5.30. That was it. You didn't talk to him during the day. If you called your husband or wife's office, you know, in the middle of the day, it was weird or there was an emergency or the barn was on fire. I don't want to date him too much, but, sure. you know, there was something <laughs> going on. Um, but now everything's instant. And so I, I looked up to see if anybody else had gone through this. So there's this crazy sure. study on this typing.com that ta- they, did, they, they surveyed 990 people. In current relationships. So this is marriage, uh, relationships, you know, boyfriend, girlfriend. 55% of the people who answered the survey said that they communicate more digitally with their partner than they do in person. 55% 55% crazy. of people. That's someone w- with whom I, I presume uh, you know these married couples are, are living together and uh, you know they may have children with one another uh, on the weekends. You know, if you've got a conventional work, uh, work situation, you're not working over the weekends. And yet 55, almost 56% of these folks are communicating more often digitally. Only 30% said they communicate more in person. And then maybe, the other is about, they say it's about the same. Maybe I'm old fashioned, but one of the incredible downsides of of digital communication for, for myself and my wife it's it's text message that sometimes you end up well not even sometimes all the times there is no such thing as nuance uh, or sarcasm or emphasis on a certain syllable to there is a lot that is lost in I'll say the translation of text messages and I cherish that stuff 
Yeah. I cherish the nuance. Yeah. Oh, sarcasm sur- over text? Absolutely. And, yeah. and tone? Yeah. Uh, they have stats here on, is it acceptable to argue with your partner over text message? Women, more 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 often than men, say it is it is okay to argue over text. I will say for my sake, I have learned a marriage tip, guys. Don't argue with your spouse over no, digital don't unless you, unless it's just very pressing. But there, we've had the worst arguments of our entire marriage because you can't get tone. <laughs> two, two two reasons. Yeah, exactly. There is no nuance. There is no subtlety to it. And also, you don't really want a written record of that, do you? That's the thing. You have a paper trail, <laughs> like you said. Oh my gosh, I did say that. I'm so sorry. You're right. And yeah, so so don't argue over text. But it shows here. Yeah, more women in this study said that they 47 percent of women surveyed said that they it is acceptable to argue uh, to work through arguments with your partner over text. Only 40 percent of men. Uh, and then, of course, there's an age breakdown. And this is where I think the 55% of people, I, 18 to 24, say it's more acceptable to argue with your partner through text. You get into the 55 plus range, it's like yeah, yeah. 10% of people say okay. we should be doing this. And then it kind of breaks down through the ages. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, don't don't argue with your anybody, honestly, siblings, parents, spouse. If you can keep those arguments face to face, you're going to be a lot more sympathetic when you lock eyes with I your spouse so. and say, oh, okay, we're on the same page. Uh, but when it's text, you can be a lot more brazen. <laughs> the, the only the only role I think a text message has in an argument is to reiterate the apology. <laughs> yeah, I'm so sorry. The, you know, the, the, the next morning or whatever, when you say something like, listen, uh, let's just put uh, all of last night behind us. I'm so sorry. We're going to have a great afternoon. I, now, that's not, I'm not drawing from any uh, text messages that I've sent, of course. No, no. I, we, we, we'd argue ever. No. Uh, but uh, I'm just, I, I'm uh, hypothesizing. Uh, fascinating stuff. Thank you so much, Robin. Listen, I want to hear from you now. Uh, listener, interesting text message just came through. It said, how would or do most companies deal with employees texting on uh, comp time? Interesting. Uh, or on company time. Uh, interesting question. I don't think that I have ever, ever encountered a policy that addresses that. I am aware of uh, certain family members who sometimes work in locations uh, where cell phones and external communication is is prohibited. You got to check your phone at the door, and either for either security uh, or intellectual property or whatever reason, uh, you are in a secured location uh, where no communication goes in or out throughout the day. Uh, that's a that's a, a I mean it's not a, it's not an incredibly common thing, but it's not uh, you know outside the the realm. So anyway. If you are in a circumstance where, where you've got the ability to communicate with your spouse or significant other, how often are you back and forth? And what's the topic of conversation? Is it just a, a running conversation? Are you just talking about the uh, you know the normal mundane things of the day, or uh, is is text message or WhatsApp or whatever type of vi- digital communication that's available to you? Do you? Do you restrict it to uh, just, you know, kind of questions about what time you're home, who's picking up the kids, uh, what's on the menu tonight uh, type of stuff? I want to hear from you. What is your digital communication like throughout the day with your significant other? Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.